Hello, Casey. It's me, Evil Uno of the Dark Order, and I think you know who I am. But typically when I do these cameos, it's for good news. Well, in this case, it's not exactly great news. You see, Reese is leaving the Talkin' Wrestling the Never Sleeps Network podcast and joining the Dark Order. Now, I know it must hurt. It must hurt you deeply in your little comic heart. But know this. We will take great care of Reese. And as my consolation for taking your pal away, I would like to have you enjoy yourself this Sunday. So, have a happy Valentine's Day on me, on the Dark Order. But not on Reese. He's ours now. Have a good one. You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome, uh, family, friends, fans, and um, foes. I I didn't actually think we had foes, but um, I guess I'm wrong. But welcome. I do welcome foes. I say it every week. And maybe I've invited foes in. Of course, I don't know what the hell that was at the beginning. Uh, I, I don't know how it got there. I am just as shocked to hear it as you are. Um I guess we're gonna talk about it, but before we talk about it, we—I guess we gotta talk about the socials. I got the socials. The 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 big boss man says, "Always get your socials in," you know. So I gotta, they gotta, you know, I'm on a contract and gotta keep Jeff in certain episodes, and and I gotta do, uh, you know. There's always somebody else, <laughs> um, to please, and uh, so yeah, on MySpace, we're not on there. Um, on uh, on on uh, Facebook, we're talking wrestling. We're talking wrestling at Facebook. We're talking wrestling on Spotify. We're talking wrestling on um, on 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 uh, most formats. TNW Pod on Twitter. Um, send us a Gmail. Talking wrestling at gmail dot com. Uh, also, Apple Apple Tunes, iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. We're there, uh, talking wrestling, and uh, on the Instagram we are at uh, Instagram uh, talking wrestling. Uh, well, it's 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 uh, it's actually talking wrestling podcast at Instagram, and um, you can see from last week's episode to apologize for the Royal Rumble fiasco. I put up um, a video, a cameo of James Elworth. Uh, actually, donated his time. Uh, uh, to the show uh, for the mere price of nineteen dollars, and uh, and he apologized to Reese uh, for the show, and uh, now I have to worry about what the fuck is going on with the show and my co-host. So uh, Reese uh, is here now, obviously, because this is what we're doing. We're doing the show, yeah. and uh, and Reese, um. What the fuck? <laughs> What's going on, man? 
listen, I'm tired of being unappreciated. I had a talk with my man. I've known him for a long time, met him in Montreal. And he said, why don't you come and join us, join the Dark Order? And I was like, you know what? Maybe I should. Maybe I should. Maybe finally somebody will appreciate what I have to bring to the table. Well, I appreciate what you have to bring to the table, or else you, oh, thanks, man. you wouldn't be here, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're you know, but I can't I can't just See, break a contract I, with Never Sleeps Network that says that yeah. Jeff McHenry is still under contract to do four episodes a year. You know, I had you on the first fifteen minute segment. Uh which, which I get was, very emotional when Mercury is in retrograde. And that's what happened. That's why Mercury was firmly in retrograde. And I might have overreacted a little bit. Johnny, Just a little bit. Johnny Mercury, the wrestler? Who, what, what? Freddie Mercury? He, he came over with Gatorade, and now I'm in the Dark Order. Johnny Hungy, they all came over. Alan Angels, my emails were responded to finally. So I was like, oh, wow. What, what a crazy coincidence. And now I'm number like 57. I don't know. I forgot the number they gave me. I was really baked. Um... Is there any way you can find out what e, uh, Evil Uno's um, diet plan is? Because what? he's lost a lot of weight, and I think he looks very good. Mm -hmm. And I've seen him wrestle in Toronto and Ottawa. Uh, I do believe he's from Ottawa, as far as I know. Which the region. Is, which is I'm going up to Ottawa uh, next week <laughs> to search oh. for the Dark Order and their origin. Because I need to find out, again, what the fuck is going on. I know they spent a lot of I time just think, wrestling mm -hmm. in Montreal. And mm -hmm. before they were AEW, they had a lot of fans in Ottawa and Montreal and Toronto. Yeah, so that's right. They were I think super, you should join. The Super Smash Brothers is what they used to be called. That's right. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, dos. Yeah. And they're not they're not Mario, Mario and Luigi. They're Stu Grayson and Evil Uno. And they're not to be messed with. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I'm just concerned. Like, there's so much you don't know. There's so much you no, they're like, great. What happened? Like, they're great guys. Yeah, they're great guys. What did they do to Brody Lee? What happened there? I don't even know. They, they, Nobody they worked knows. together to establish some wonderful times there. They, the exalted one was fantastic. And may he rest in peace. This, these guys are just, would they've been nothing but a joy to be around so far. I, do owe Stu Grayson a little bit of money, so I had to I had to hit the bricks because he gets a little angry. This old Stu, I called him a cube a couple times. He threatened. Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, you went, you went, wait, you went out there one sec. You called him a a, a cue cue ball, cue ball, cue ball, old baldy locks. Stu Grayson got okay. all heated. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, came at me with the Kinshasa, and I was like this, oh, buddy, and I was out the door, uh, and now I'm back. What's his but story? I'm still... Is he a, is he a Viking? Is that what he is? He's just berserk, you know. Okay. Is he a berserker? No. Is he berserk? Yes, hundred okay. percent. All right. Sometimes Quebecers get confused, you know. You know how Quebecers can get. Oh, I know. One Quebecer thought he was a Quebecer <laughs> one day, and then the next day he was a Mountie, and then it turns out yeah. he wasn't a Mountie. He's just a Quebecer. What? And, a, and one was a pirate. And one was a pirate, and now the guy's a Frankenstein. 
I'm telling you, you don't you don't fuck with fuck with the pirates. You don't. Fu- I don't want to fuck with anybody with the initials PCO. Why yeah, isn't the he? Pirates of beer. Oh. Maybe maybe PCO should join the Dark Order. Him and uh, he, oh, him wow. and his uh, who is this guy? Daedalus? No, what's his great. guy's name? He has a guy, the Destro. Destro is his name. They should both join. Yeah, PCO I think would be a wonderful addition to the Dark Order. I think the Dark Order is one of those very welcoming uh, organizations that would pretty much take anybody, uh, except for a rare few. But I think they would take most people. I think PCO could potentially, possibly be the new. Could end up. He could be a potential candidate to be the new leader for the Dark Order. Maybe is maybe is that possibility? I'd follow. I'd follow him. Yeah, I would follow him too. The guy's been wrestling forever, and he looks better than ever right now. <coughs> it's true. <coughs> oh, it's true. It's damn true. Um, that's one cameo I'd like to do as well. Is is one minute with Kurt Angle and just ask him as many questions as you can, and them all just end up being true. So he's like, "Oh, it's true. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's damn true." You know. But then one that's like silly, but then he just gets, gets really serious about it. He's like this. No, that's false. Shut up. Shut up. That's false. Don't ever say it again. Shut up. You know, like he gets like super mad. I'd like that. That'd be fun. Um, this, this, <laughs> this story, this is news breaking. This story, uh, yeah. so some sources come from the PWI Torch. Some sources come from Meltzer. This story comes directly from my roommate so it possibly what? he possibly might have heard it on cornet um but okay uh in wrestlemania 9 um yeah. hulk hogan and brutus beefcake had a match and they were in match with money inc for the world title tag team titles and hulk hogan had a busted open eye like his eye was all fucked up because yeah, it was black. Said, I remember that. They said he he was in a uh, boating accident. Which yeah, is, what happened? Apparently, Macho Man Savage punched him in the face. So they For had a, that 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 story is coming out today. Uh, that it was actually Macho Man backstage and went after Hogan and punched him in the face because at that time uh, Elizabeth was staying with Linda Hogan. And she was trying oh, shit, to convince yeah. her to leave Macho Man because uh, it was not a it was a toxic environment. I guess it would be the way it would be disguised. Just, uh, just Yo, I think they talked. Talk. I think they talked about that on Dark Side of the Ring. A little bit, but they never went into yeah. that match. So because uh, they covered it up, and it doesn't make sense. Because why would Hogan be in a boating accident? And then being a tag team with Brutus Beefcake, who was also in a boating accident, and you don't call those people uh, Blunder in Paradise, like, you know, which also had a boat. <laughs> so, you know, like, I just don't... Very think... successful TV show, by the way. Uh, uh, Blunder in Paradise. <laughs> uh, it's a wonderful TV show. Hey, um, speaking of Hogan, I watched... Uh, I went back and somebody posted um, a thread in the uh, the Mega Powers thread on Facebook, which for okay. those of you who are listening, it's a private forum for Canadian comedians who love watching wrestling. So, <laughs> and all the Canadian comics will know each other, but the ones who know wrestling 
I have this uh, this archive to share to share, and uh, former guest of the show Jordan Hoth uh, put. Does anybody have any favorite matches from Saturday Night Live? I mean Saturday Night's main event mm-hmm. that aren't the main like that aren't that it might have been forgotten or what? What are your favorite Ooh. matches as a kid when you mm-hmm. grew up watching Saturday Night's main event? So yeah. I've kind of been um, going through the wormhole of matches that I and trying to find the certain matches that I loved, and I watched uh, about four or five matches. Um, mm-hmm. One was uh, was Macho Man Savage versus Jake the Snake Roberts in about a fifteen minute match that was nice. at the start, and it was a double DQ. Uh, they okay. both got disqualified, but the thing about this match is they were both bad guys, mm-hmm. and I think at that time the WWE didn't or the WWF at the time they yeah. didn't know who they wanted to flip. They could have okay. they flipped they could have flipped Jake, or they could have yeah. flipped uh, Macho Man because they hadn't went into the Mega Power okay. storyline yet. So okay. this is very interesting to watch this match and just to. Watch the fans cheer both bad guys because they were yeah. both on the cusp of turning face. And uh, the award goes to Macho Man Savage, who mm. I do think was the right person to turn at that time as they put the belt on him at WrestleMania 5. Yeah, 100%. Um, another match that I watched was, um, uh, oh, my God. There's So there was one match where uh, Macho Man... To get to Hogan, yeah. Uh, in order to get to Hogan to win the belt, he had to go through Jim the Anvil Neidhart to become the number one contender. He goes, I get through Neidhart, oh. I get to Hogan, and and so what's great about this is there's no Brett and there's no Jimmy Hart. It's just Jim, and mm-hmm. he cuts a promo on Savage backstage, and it's great. You just forget about. How great Jim the Anvil Neidhart was of promos, and he cuts this promo, intense. and then he goes to the ring, and he has a really good match with Randy Savage, and uh, I loved it. It was great. Yeah. Uh, so that was in there. Um, another one I love is uh, the Brainbusters versus the Rockers. And it was yeah, amazing, that, amazing. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. also the Brain Busters versus Demolition, also very, very good. Uh, any Demolition before Crush comes in the picture, I liked. Uh, okay. Although yeah. I liked not so much back then because I was such a Road Warrior fan that I really felt Demolition was just an imitation. But mm-hmm. um, but in the WWE fans who didn't know the Road Warriors. They thought the Road Warriors were the imitations. See, as a kid, as a kid, because uh, I was like, I was born in 84. Yes. So, like, I came up and I knew Demolition because Demolition was in the WWE. But I also had seen uh, the Road Warriors in a different, I can't remember where it was, but I'm like, oh, who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. And then somebody told me, and I was like, "This, oh, that's awesome." I never viewed them as ripoffs. I viewed them as like, <clears throat> I viewed them as kind of like in Mad Max. It's like they were both 
different tribes in that Mad Max shit. Like one was yeah. the guitar faced car heads and the other is like the shoulder pad. You know, it's it was a uh, like they're both wicked tag teams in their own right. Uh, it just I don't know, because they both wore face paint. I guess that was why. But that's, you know, I don't know. You know I love them both for their own thing. Yeah, but I didn't. You know. Well, I always say the greatest tag teams are often are the, the true greats are often imitated the most. Mm-hmm. Right. Remember when Mitch Hedberg was really big, there were so many Mitch Hedbergs uh, running around amateur nights and open mics. You yeah. know, and uh, and it, it's like that with the Road Warriors. When you look at the Road Warriors and what they spawned after them, mm-hmm. the, there was uh, there was um, Sting and the Ultimate Warrior as a tag team, who eventually the, they put on the face. They were called uh, Jeepers, uh, Power Team USA. Then they became the yeah. Blade Runners. And then uh, yeah. Warlord and Barbarian, Powers of Pain, uh, Demolition. Um, you know, you, you look at The all Ascension. The, the Ascension. Yes, The Ascension. 100 percent direct ripoff direct ripoff you know uh totally totally and uh the road warriors was just the best and but they weren't the only guys out of the movie the road warrior there was also lord humongous uh who was also wrestling uh in certain territories so and he Definitely. people thought he was doing the jason gimmick but he wasn't he was lord humongous from the road warrior anyways yeah. um another match i watched <laughs> You got it. You good? I think this. I think the fucking dark order might have gave you uh, an illness or something. It's this digital thing. They're, they're getting me off. They're getting me off the analog smoke. Oh. I'm on digital now. Interesting. Look. Wow. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. That's like a <laughs> yeah, switch, they don't fuck around. That's like a switchblade vaporizer. Um, yeah, that's right. So, so the uh, the the main event I watched was. I watched a couple Hogan matches. I watched Hogan versus yeah. Harley Race, which is crazy. Uh, some of the bumps that Harley takes. He uh, puts himself through a table outside the ring. Again, this is before tables were used like that. Um, yeah. He also, uh, Hogan in the steel cage with Big Boss Man is just a fantastic Hulk Hogan match. And it accumulates with Hogan superplexing Bossman from the top of the cage. He is on the top of the top rope, and he literally has him, and he has to lift him over the cage and back into the cage and then backwards for the suplex. And it's fucking awesome. It's so ahead of its time, and it's so out of the playbook of Hulk Hogan and the WWE at that time. Yeah. But it is such a beautiful uh, superplex spot. and a great spot. And the boss man was such a good worker. Except, so you good. Know, and he was like, you know, in his late 20s at that point. And, mm-hmm. uh, wow, man, him and Hogan, they could – I saw them live at the Ottawa Civic Center, and they could have a match, and they were great. And then it would always end with Hogan winning, obviously. And then he somehow get the hand on the nightstick. And he did this on main event, and he did it when I saw him live. He'll take the nightstick, and he puts it through his tights. So I was like, stick on stick, you know. (laughs) Um, Even when I was a kid, I was like, stick on stick, you know. And I don't know why. I guess because it's like Def Leppard, skin on skin. 
you know. Okay. So I'd be yeah. like, stick on stick. Yeah, yeah. Rock, rock. <laughs> so, um, and then Hogan would do his things, his posing. But meanwhile, he's got one fucking nightstick jammed in his tights. And then he's got the Hogan log right up. Yes, sir. Stick on stick. So, anyways, um, <laughs> a lot of memories from when I was a kid. Um, where did you ever have any memories or any favorite matches of Saturday Night's main event that you remember? Uh, like for me, like Saturday Night uh, main event is like that might be when I was a bit too young. I remember watching it. I was more of a Saturday morning superstars oh, era okay. kid. So like it's essentially the same kind of block of programming presented differently. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like Saturday Night main event, it's like. Uh, a lot of stuff for me, I guess, because it it sowed the seed. It would sow the seeds of a lot of my fandom. I think I became a big fan of the Rockers f- through watching them fight. I guess on Saturday Night Main Event, which would then become Saturday Morning Superstars for me. Uh, <laughs> that with them, uh, Roddy, old Roddy Piper, uh, promos and matches. He was just a guy that was so passionate and threw every little bit of himself into the business you know what i mean like anything that he was really part of back then was amazing like his program was supply when he was a heel you know any any of his heel work his heel work was fantastic yeah you know that's that was it was an amazing time to watch wrestling it, it was yeah it was cool it was uh, back when uh you could get away with uh being racist um and sometimes oh, more so than others roddy piper uh, i don't think you would think he was racist but often he used racial undertones in his uh matches or in or to get heat cheap heat would it be like you know mm. where the superfly he was teasing about well superfly is not teasing if superfly does climb palm trees to get coconuts if he does that then that's not He's like, get up there like a monkey and climb the tree. Listen, and, you know, if he does that, is it racist if it's accurate? In retrospect, I think in retrospect, knowing what we know about Jimmy Snuka, maybe Roddy Piper knew and was a fan of Nancy Argento. And it was just just really laying in the shots. We could have been just do something. Yeah. Dude, I know right. what you did. I know what you did in that hotel there, Jimmy. Yeah. You know, like, you know, yeah. Oof. You smushed the bananas you know in her face. I'm not your hair oh. with a coconut. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine uh, Roddy Piper P.I., uh, how he solves his cases? He just starts yelling at people. Oh, yes, big boy. Oh, yeah. You don't tell me you did that. I think I know. You can fool Roddy Piper once, but you can't fool him twice. I do. You know, uh, <laughs> because, hey, did you know that uh, Ric Flair um, yeah. might have impregnated um, Lacey Evans from the WWE? <laughs> yeah, what about that? Hey, Rick still got some swimmers. Woo! You know, I don't even know if, if Space Mountain is still in existence. but Space uh, Mountain... It's still in existence and with a tear in my eye. <laughs> and it's open up for business. Woo! <laughs> so it looks like Lacey Evans took a ride on Space Evans. 
Space Evans. Space uh, Space uh, Space uh, Mountain. That's the kid's name. The kid's name is Space, Space Mountain Evans. Evans. Uh, Space Mountain Evans. Uh, they're just known as Space Evans. Um, <laughs> that's also a great wrestling name. So yeah. Space Evans could go on to be the champion of 2076. It's very mm-hmm. possible. Um, so that's the current storyline in the WWE. Did you? Um, you probably didn't because you're married and you have Valentine's Day. But um, I, my Valentine was the NXT Vengeance, and uh, they're they're NXT's. I've never seen a bad takeover. Um, they're I haven't all either. I don't fantastic. Think. Yeah, I'm a big fan of them. I bet they would all fit really well. Most of these guys in like the Dark Order, they they would all like just really excel under that kind of guidance of the system that they set up in the Dark Order. I think we all would really if we gave it more of a chance. Well, um, I don't know about that. Uh, I think I do want to talk about the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals, the women's. Okay, yeah, yeah, fine. yeah. Uh, let's 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 yeah, sure. Dakota and Ray, uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Oh, uh, two uh, solid, yeah, two solid wrestlers. I like Dakota Kai because I like that Dakota running guys, running kick she does, and I also yeah. like that her name sounds like Cobra Kai, um, <sighs> and I also think she's cute, and that goes a little bit of the way with me. Raquel Gonzalez uh, and defeated Amber Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. I do like Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, they do come into the ring on a tank, which is insulting to DX. Because DX um, always talked about when they went to WCW on their tank, and their tank is just yeah. a Jeep with a gun. Um, so, gun anyway, uh, this is a fantastic opening match. Uh, kudos to go with the women to open the show because the bar level was raised pretty high. Uh, I love Ember Moon. You do? I'm not an Ember Moon life. fan. I'm not a big fan love of Love Ember Moon. She can do some really cool stuff, and I think she would excel if she was outside of NXT's structure and inside of a more uh, supportive culture for her style of wrestling. She could probably uh, go be... to the. I'm gonna, if you're saying that she should join the Dark Order, I well, would I'm not say... saying that, but maybe she should. If if you think so too, I wasn't gonna say it. That's what you're thinking, I'll defer to the knowledge in the room. And yeah, I I think so now. You. Now that you've mentioned it, I do think that she should look at maybe joining the Dark Order, I think. You know, the Dark Order, they don't even win matches. Like That's not true. They win matches all the time. All the time. And what is... They win matches in the ring. They win matches in the mind. They win matches in life, baby. Is the Dark Order like the Scientology of wrestling? No, no, it's like... I think it might be. And I think Cole Cabana might be fucking screwed no. in the brain. Whoa, no, I think yeah, I think that's just some, some hateful and, and, and ignorant statements. That, that they're great. They're, they're, I know about Scientology, and nobody's even, even remotely like that in, in the Dark Order that I've seen. Do you think that there's... The, I think there's brainwashing used in the Dark Order, and I think that no. Brody Lee brought his brainwashing skills over from the Wyatt family and improved the Dark Water's uh, uh, plans and, and, and uh, uh, brainwashing efforts. 
Nah, they just like they listen to you, you know. I just went over. I sent an email. I got a I got a lovely one back. Uh, then I got that. I got they reached out. We went out. They, they I don't know where they got that that weed from, but wow, just the the best stuff I'd ever had. Uh, and then we went out for dinner, and they paid for every. It was amazing, what? and they just told me about what they were doing. I was like, yo, this is really cool. I'm I'm okay. I'm into it. They have all these social initiatives. All right, all They're right, really all good. right, all right. Enough, enough. Listen, gotta we have to talk about that. Uh, besides the point, Johnny okay. Gargano, Johnny Takeover. The only thing this guy, guy does is have match after match after match and takeovers, mm-hmm. and nothing else. It's nothing Johnny else. Takeover, and he has a different Killed outfit it. every time. <laughs> And, Every single time, and a different, and, and for the first twenty pay per view uh, takeovers, he wrestled Champa. Now, finally, he's on to other people. This one, he is out looking for Kushida. Kushida, for those of you who don't know, is a Japanese wrestler from New Japan, and his gimmick is that he is a time traveler because he is dressed like. Marty McFly. Now, when the first time I saw Kushida wrestle was at uh, War of the Worlds, Ring of Honor, I think maybe about 2017, and I saw an Asian dude at the show, and he was dressed like Marty McFly. And I was with Ryan McClunab, and Ryan McClunab is also Asian. so I He was also dressed like Marty McFly. No, he was not dressed like Marty McFly, but I said to him, is there an Asian thing... Were Asians dressed like Marty McFly? And he said he didn't think so. And then, a couple minutes later, ding, ding, ding. Who's coming to the ring? Fucking Japanese Marty McFly. That's amazing. Now, now, and this is who Kushida is. Now, I think the AEW is really good at buying music, and they bought Jungle Boy Tarzan song. It's perfect form. I think the WWE need to buy the Huey Lewis classic Back in Time from the Back to the Future. Back in time. Nice. Tell tell me, doctor, where are we going this time? Don't don't sing that much because we don't have the rights. We don't have the rights to the song. But (laughs) sing what you want to sing. And take me away. I don't really mind. Don't talk about the Dark Order because we're back in time. Join the Dark Order. (laughs) There was an old silent live sketch with Huey Lewis. And uh, he was in the... uh, elevator and Dana Carvey was there and Dana Carvey was like uh he like trying to sing his songs he'd be like gonna go back in time he was like he was singing as if he was Asian for some reason. Oh I thought you just time. I, I thought you were doing it like a chicken. Oh <laughs> maybe maybe I don't know. I always thought that's it was a, Asian sounding. Maybe it was a chicken. <laughs> oh how such foul sounding songs um, the, uh, so, so Johnny Gargano, again, uh, Johnny Gogats. he is the match of the night, uh, defeating Kushida for the NXT North American championship, 25 minutes, fantastic fucking match. Uh, Good job. so many, um, uh, like trying to get the, 
you know, it's like, oh, I'm trying to get the hold on you, and oh, it doesn't happen. And there's a lot of teasing with certain holds, and uh, yeah. it was great. the uh, next uh, the men's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't pay attention to the tournament, but I don't know either of these tag teams. But man, they put on a show, <laughs> and uh, they get a shot at the NXT Tag Team Championship. Hey, good for them! Congratulations for uh, the uh, MSK. I don't know what yeah. MSK stands for. Nash Carter uh, and Wes Lee. Wes Lee uh, defeated the Grizzled Young Veterans. How can you be young veterans? James well, they started Jacob, real young. Jacob, they must have, what, 11? Yeah, they started wrestling at 13. Uh, they were pro at 20. Oh, They're really? 26. Oh. I have no idea. I'm just making all of this up. Okay. Um, the next match was... Uh, <laughs> but that was a good match. And then, they, of course... The next two matches were for the big titles in NXT. We got the yeah. triple threat match for the women's title. Iro Shirai, who I love, uh, defeats Mercedes Martinez, who I don't love, and Tony Storm, who I do love. Um, yeah. I, I love Tony Storm. Do you know Storm. if you take all of their names uh, and then you mix up letters, it actually spells Join the Dark Order? Did you know that? It's a fun little... No, I'm no. That's not. That's not true. That's not true at all. Uh, Tony Storm, <laughs> her name could be considered dark because storm clouds are dark, but uh, yeah. she's a Motley Crew fanatic, so I don't think she's gonna mm-hmm. win the Dark Order Crew. I mean, uh, Iro Shirai mm-hmm. is is a brilliant high flyer from Japan. Mercedes Martinez is a mean looking biatch. And uh, the three Dark Order. did not did. join the Dark Order. We're not even talking about you say AEW. They didn't. We say I- that I-O-U. some of the people are saying that they did. We're just saying what the people are saying, and some of the people are saying this, and we're just we're just saying what those people are saying, and that's that. Some of the people are saying that. I'm saying that Pete Dune, the Bruiserweight, looks like uh, he's lost a little too much weight, and he's looking a little skinny, but it didn't matter because he's going up against the Beanpole Finn Balor. And uh, mm. this match, Pete, what's his name? Pete Dune. Pete Dune. I call him Pete Dunn all the time. Okay, so Pete Dune looks. I don't like know. Maybe it he... is. Maybe it is Pete Dunn, but he does yeah. look like he's lost weight. He looks like if he was walking around in Salem back during the witch trials, they would have burned him for being a witch. That's all I'm saying about Pete Dune. He probably would have. I'm not going to dispute that. Uh, he is a very. <laughs> um, Odd looking, not odd looking. He's a very, he's perfect for wrestling. I will say yeah, that he's that's a true. perfect look for wrestling. Yeah. Somebody once said he looks like an onion, like with his ponytail being like the, the where it comes from the vine. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes he looks like an uh, an orange uh, creamsicle because he's very orange. <laughs> he's like you want to snap off one of those legs and suck. oh my god, you don't want to do that. Um, the NXT <laughs> show was great. Um, I will just say that. And, um, yeah, so, like, so much, so much, uh, NXT. And, uh, I just watched a ton of uh, wrestling this week. Uh, besides, uh, you hobnobbing with the Dark Order, did you get up to any, any other rest type of wrestling? Or do they make you watch certain matches like, you have to watch uh, three hours of Colt Cabana in Ring of Honor or something like that. Like, what do you, what do you have to? I can't even name any of the other members. I guess they don't have the names. I could just be like 
two, four, six, ten. eight. Who do we appreciate? Preston Vance, ten. Preston Vance is ten. Alan Angels is five. Johnny Hungy, which is Johnny Silver. God, you know them all. They're all oh they, God. They all look Great the same. Guys. They all look the same to me. None of them have any no, character. They're all, all of the, they're all, all under, of the character. They're all under six feet tall. Um, they're great. Listen, that's heightism. I'm tall. I'm six foot three, and I. That's probably these why. Guys. They, it's probably why they signed you. May, they need, oh, maybe they need somebody of average height to be a heater, because uh, six three is above average. Okay, baby, I'm a I'm a large man. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're great. They, they, they've been nothing but friendly. Like all I, it did, uh, you got to send an email to them. You just say, "Hey, listen, I'm just, I think maybe you can help me." And then next thing you know, you got a van and a potato sack over your head. They fill socks with bars of soap, and they just work you over with that for a little bit. But then after that, they take you for a nice meal and get you pretty stoned. So it's pretty pretty cool. Um, and what do they promise you? Like, what can you do? Or what do they do? They just, like, what is their what is their whole purpose? Listen, they just help you be the best version of you. You know? That, my friend, is something called Hulkamania. Saying the prayers. Hulkaman- eating the vitamins. They don't believe in the prayers. The prayers, prayers is a, is a the vitamins. Prayers and the you vitamins. Put in the work. The milk. With the guidance from the, the teachings of milk. the exalted one. Look at The exalted one knows, all right? I just, uh, I just think uh, there's too much controversy with Brody Lee's passing, and joining the, the the Dark Order, and then deciding to leave the Dark Order in such a fashion. Um, I'm really, you know, is I don't know, I don't know. Well, All listen, I, know is, I forgot that I had uh, responsibilities being a father, so I had to come back and. A husband and father, because I forgot I got swept up in the whole thing. Remember, I got, but you know, they were more than fine once they they realized that oh, he is actually a, a father and a husband. That they let me come home, but I can go there whenever I want. They have they have my number. I have their number. Well, it seems to me that you are tapped in AEW far more than I am. Uh, do you do you what do you think of the other factions in AEW? Specifically, the inner circle. Uh, what do you think's going on there? Listen, there's can be anything happening there. I just hope this is what I hope. I hope that Chris Jericho comes to his senses and he chases his boy Sammy, and they reunite. I loved Sam Agar, but maybe we got to get back to the fundamentals. Spanish gods, the, the Spanish gods, the sex gods, the sex gods. We need that. And bring Jake Hagar along, too. That, that's the true inner circle. It's actually a triangle. Are you okay? Did I just blow your mind with that? I think He's somebody dead. slipped me some dark order. Uh, dank. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Some dank order. See, so. they come through in a pinch. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, honestly, um, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Uh, you know what we're on right now? And besides Never Sleeps Network and Marijuana, um, we are on the roll to WrestleMania. Oh, the road to WrestleMania. And it looks like... What's your favorite mania? 
My favorite mania? Mm, Probably, um, oh, let's see. Um, it's it's hard. I think maybe ten. Ten might be my favorite. Um, ten to me has uh, it has it has the rematch of Brett versus Yoko. It has uh, Brett versus um. Uh, Owen, which is a perfect match. It has the ladder match with Sean and, and Razor. It nice. has Brett winning the title at the end, which made me very happy. Um, aside from that, it had some other good matches and memorable moments. But um, I think you need, like, you know, it's either that one or... Uh, oh, jeepers. Uh, maybe the WrestleMania... In Indianapolis, where Brett oh. fought, um, I think it's WrestleMania s- uh, seven, I believe. No eight. Okay. WrestleMania eight, and it's um, the main event is Hogan versus Sid, but the co-main event is Ric Flair versus Randy Savage, which I love that match. And then for the Intercontinental Title match, you have Brett versus uh, Piper. So that might okay. also be one of my favorites. WrestleMania Eight is probably one of my favorites. Uh, what about you? I'm I'm just totally biased. It's the one that I went to. I went to eighteen in Toronto, and that one it was because it's Hogan like there's Rock. A, Hogan Rock. Listen, I got to see every wrestler that I loved almost. Like DDP came over, even though it was a shitty angle. I got to see DDP fight the Undertaker and and feed the streak. Uh, I got to see Scott Hall eat some stunners, you know, from Stone Cold. Yeah. There's a lot of like, it was it was a big thing for like, because WrestleMania, I was 18 years old, and I was like, because I'm this, I always say I'm the same age as Mania, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I was 18 years old, and I I was high as an eagle's ass, Casey, and like we we knew because we we're gonna be there for a minute, we're like, let's do edibles. So we did some edibles, and then I was in there, and Casey, I've never been or heard a building been as loud in my entire life. Like, I've been to, like, I've been, <laughs> I've been to monster truck shows. I've been to ACDC concerts at Olympic Stadium where the building felt like it was going to fall down, but neither of them were as loud as the crowd when Hogan's music hit. You know what I mean? I turned into a fucking 13-year-old kid. Like, Fuck everybody, yeah! You know, I lost my mind. I thought it was that I was... That still holds some of... Like, that's my top live event that I've ever attended in my life is still that. There's no... Um, I, I've i went to a lot of wrestling matches. Yeah. And I don't think there has been a match... Um, bigger or more iconic than the Rock Hogan match, mm. and uh, like I love K. Trevor tells the story of being there, and K. Trevor Wilson says he swore in his mind. This is like the Macho Mandela effect playing with him. He in his mind, when Hogan came out to the ring, he came out to Real American, and I was like, no, he came out to the NWO music. Like you know, like or to the 
He came out to the other, his bad guy music. He was the bad guy. Yeah, in match. he came out to the Hendrix, didn't he? Yeah, I believe so. I can't remember. Yeah, honestly, now that you put it in my head now and I smoke so much weed, you're fucking with my memory. <laughs> you're you're inceptioning me right now. It's uh, it's such a that was such a good match, and it's like yeah, they really made the mistake. Like for Hunter to think that, well, poor, poor Trish Stratus, she had to follow that match, but uh, yeah. the next match after that was Hunter and Jericho, and uh, Jericho yes. uh, won the world title that night, uh, beating Hunter. But nobody remembers that because everybody nope. just remembers one match that Hogan stole Rock. the show, and that's what you want yeah. in Mania. You just want that one match. That stole the show like a couple of years later. That first yeah, mania moment. The first table ladders chairs match where Edge yeah Edge beats yeah. Uh, Edge and Kristen beat uh, the Hardy Boys. And, yeah, you know, and and the Dud- Dudleys the first that first big ladder match at WrestleMania. You know that was a great match too, and uh, yeah, what a moment! But I never I've never been to a WrestleMania. Um, oh no, no, I'm. My goal is to make WrestleMania in Hollywood in two years. Nice. So not this okay. year. Okay. Not next year. The year after, because I think by that point the world will be back to normal or somewhat normal, and uh, by that time I will feel comfortable flying. And I think if there's a year that they're going to put The Rock in the Hall of Fame, they're going to do it in Hollywood. So, and other than that, the idea, like, I went to um, Survivor Series at Staples Center, and you see, like, uh, you know, like, fucking, you see stars in the audience. And I want to go to WrestleMania and be among the stars. (laughs) I love that's amazing (laughs) um yeah i would love to i've went i'm then after wrestlemania i have to hit the royal rumble because i've never i've only been to survivor series and SummerSlam. oh i'd love to hit up a rumble yeah a royal rumble is uh is something that uh yeah is on the list because the royal rumble is the best card of the year and the best show and uh, it's on the list of uh shows to do definitely on the list so you nice. know if we can get talking wrestling to a royal rumble in the next uh, once it gets back to normal i'm excited this year they're gonna have people at wrestlemania yeah so yeah. that's exciting in itself yeah it is because yeah. you saw a little how bit many of a return they of normalcy can, yeah like how many people they fit in there for the super bowl you know if they can get that many people yeah. in there for WrestleMania, we can hear we can actually have a good WrestleMania with some good crowd noise, and uh, just make it like you know, don't have anybody on the field, just have the matches on the field. With I, mean, I don't know if they're gonna have some people on the field or whatever, but I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> um, I'm excited for WrestleMania, and I'm excited to be on the road to WrestleMania. Um, did you, yeah. so you, so Hogan and rock was your favorite match. And, uh, is there other, any other matches that you like from any of the manias? Oh man. I, yeah. Uh, there was, 
I don't know, there's so many, brother. There's Savage so and many. the Warrior. Warrior and yeah. Hogan. Yeah. But it <laughs> is, there, is there any other WrestleMania memories that stick in your head? It's like the biggest show of the year. There's so many great. Uh, that show, I love the Shawn Michaels uh, in, in Texas taking the ship. Yeah, I, I there's just so many. I don't know, man. I am. I can't pick one. I, I'm at that point of being overwhelmed by information that I'm I'm not even able to move right now. I I will tell you if the Dark Order wants Shawn Michaels, you can fucking have him. Uh, I'll take that right <laughs> now. I will uh... listen. That was still it was still a big it was still a big deal. I loved it. Uh, WrestleMania 13, right? Had some good matches. I don't care. Uh, WrestleMania 18, WrestleMania 17. Which people uh, say is one of, like the best mania. That's what people keep talking. Like WrestleMania 17 was like the best one, right? That's, that's what some people say, just in terms of match quality and uh, card quality. Hunter, I don't know. I like Hunter wrestled uh, Undertaker that WrestleMania, I do believe. There you go. So you know he took a loss, which is beautiful for me. Anytime Hunter takes a loss, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um. How about WrestleMania seven where he? Uh, Loses to the Ultimate Steve Warrior Moore. very quickly. Gets flattened. Gets yeah, that's a beautiful thing. And that's when he was back when he was the like like that Greenwich snob or whatever. Like that was the Blue Blood character, right? I do believe at that WrestleMania that Sable might have even walked him to the ring. Uh, this that's is, amazing. This was pre-Sable, so yeah, um, yeah. She's just Rena. Rena, who's who, who's yeah. and, and that's who she is now. Don't you that's dare it. call her Sable. It's really it. the Vinnie Mac owes that name. That's oh it. Oh my god, I wouldn't even mess with Brock Lesnar. Um, Not a damn chance. My god, she loves me like getting knocked out. Like, you know, like she was with Mark Merrow, who Mark Merrow was a boxer, and now she's with yeah, Brock no. Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar is like Brock Lesnar basically does Mark Merrow's gimmick. He wears the same type of tights, he has uh, yeah. a box of tights, <laughs> he's got his fist yeah. taped. You know, he, the uh, the Brock Lesnar's finisher is very similar to the TKO that uh, that Mark Merrill used. Yeah, I'm like, is there anything cutter. he didn't take from this guy? You know, uh, yeah. he didn't take no shit. That's that's what he didn't take. He did take his woman, and uh, and you know what? Uh, what do you what do you do if Brock Lesnar takes your woman? You you just say, "Good luck with that, Brock." You know, yeah. and then you oh shit, wish him the best. <laughs> so, you know, and That's what like, do you what do you do if Brock Lesnar takes your woman and Andy Kaufman was like, "Take my wife, please," you know, or, or something like that. I don't know. Um, that's what I'm actually going to watch uh, probably tonight or maybe tomorrow. Is um, I'm going to watch the DVD "I'm from Hollywood," which is Andy Kaufman's story of his nine month career in Memphis wrestling. A lot of people think it was okay. just one match. But uh, he had a whole nine-month story arc where he uh, became healed and then flipped Faye and Amazing. then back and forth. And uh, his battles with Jerry Lawler and Jimmy Hart and the Executioners. And it's all um, going to be watched, not on the network, but in my DVD collection. So uh, I'm going to watch that this week. What, are you, what kind of wrestling yes. are you going to watch this week? Well, I'm going to watch Dynamite. Uh, well, this I watched you watched Dynamite. Dynamite. We just uh, didn't talk about yeah. it because you keep shooting up about, about the Dark Order. 
Well, sorry, but, but yeah, I always I got to talk about my boys. But yeah, I don't know. I'm going to watch as much stuff as I can, really. Uh, somebody told me that they were going to send me a compilation of some great Rick Rude matches because I, I, I've been wanting to watch some Rick Rude stuff. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so they're going to send me a little compilation of that. I might give that a watch. Um, but I don't know, really. This weekend, who knows? Who any, knows? Any it's of, a wide open weekend. Any of Rick Rude's work with the Ultimate Warrior was very, very good. And he's one of the guys oh, really? that actually had really good chemistry with the Ultimate Warrior, and he's one of the guys who mm. did not complain about wrestling with the Ultimate Warrior. So, and he's okay. also one of the guys who would beat the Ultimate Warrior. So, there's not a lot of those guys. So, check out Rick Rude's matches with the Ultimate Warrior. And Have a look. I yeah. will say that. Uh, check out um, what else? Um, Rick Rude when he was. Uh, um, in uh, the diamond, I think he was. Wait, I want to say the diamond stud. Uh, like there was, okay. a, there was an this. Uh, the Polly dangerously had an alliance. The dangerous alliance. I think Rick Rude was in the dangerous alliance. The with, dangerous uh, was, alliance. I think it was like Rick Rude, Arn Anderson, mm-hmm. Steve Austin, Medusa Michelli, um. Shane Douglas, maybe I don't know. I can't remember, Whew. but it it is quite the faction, the Dangerous Alliance. Check them out. I will. Um, and uh, Rick Rude in, in WCW is, is always great. Before he came to WWE, you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he Rick Rude's fantastic, and he's a guy who should have been world champion, but was never world champion. And uh, and he also had sex with a girl from my high school. <laughs> nice. I know, isn't that awesome? I love it. I know, and she's very proud of it. She is. She's a, she's a fan of the show. She listens to the show. And uh, when she was uh, at uh, WrestleCon in Kingston for mm-hmm. uh, the uh, charity show, um, uh, Chinlock Wrestling, they would put on. Uh, she nice. went up and she told Billy Gunn, you know, I slept with Rick Rude. <laughs> Billy Gunn was just like, oh, really? And I pulls her in, gives her a big hug. Like, <laughs> I, was like, I, was like, I can't even imagine sleeping with Rick Rude. Like, what does he do? Like, how does he even take off his pants? Does he just rip them off like a stripper? And then yeah. he's got your face on his underwear. How did he know? <laughs> you know, That's it. he knew he calls the shots. He maybe his underwear is like the cloth that Jesus used his face in, where he <laughs> washed his face and then his face was in the cloth. It's like the, the girl puts her Turin. yeah, the girl puts her face in his crotch and then she pulls it back and her face is on his crotch. And the fact that I'm comparing the shroud of Turin to, to, to that its crotch is uh, is is art in itself, and uh, <laughs> and it's beautiful. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, get some Rick Rude in you, man. Yeah, it's, I can't uh, wait. I can't wait to go down the Rude rabbit hole. I think he also used to have a good tag team with Manny Manny Fernandez, the Raging Bull. Uh, okay. I, I think that was in NWA back in the day as well. So check that out. Okay. World, well, he also uh, had a good run in world class, I do believe. So, yeah, check out any of that stuff. Like, anything Rick Rude, Rude is going to be great. So hit that wormhole. Hit up YouTube and uh, see what's on the network. Um, that's pretty much it. So we know that you're going to be doing that. Um, 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be up in Ottawa uh, next week. I'm going to try to track nice. down the origins of the Dark Order and see what the hell's going on. And um, yeah, Join so the Dark we, Order. we might be on hiatus next week. Uh, but if we are, we will be back the week after for sure. And uh, with that said, uh, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's been uh, a weird one, but we did not know. I did not know that Evil Uno was going to start the show and by by an aggressive takeover. And uh, and uh, yeah, so we're gonna go forward. And uh, thank you for letting us put a headlock on your ears. And for Never Sleeps Network, Reese, thank you very much. Thank you, Casey. Thank you so much. This has been great. Join the Dark Order. Awesome. And uh, to all you guys out there, uh, you know, check us out on Spotify, uh, as well as my CDs, uh, Turtle Crossing, uh, Vampires Are Popular, and uh, Different Chokes. Uh, Make sure to check them out on Spotify as well. And, uh, yeah, thank you for letting us put a headlock in your ears. Never Sleeps Networks, Reese Turner, Casey Corbin. Uh, we'll talk at you, uh, well, in two weeks. Goodbye. Goodbye. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.